What is the word? This is Hayden Loudenback with the Unnamed Podcast. This is an episode of Music Talk. I have three wonderful musicians on this episode from the local Godfrey Alden area, and we're just talking about their music and uh, and music theory in general. I do apologize. The sound quality isn't as pristine as I would like it to be. But nevertheless, we're talking about amazing topics like Juice World's death. We're talking about the evolution of music and the, the um, disappearance of the need for music labels. Uh, Tony Tall gives us a wonderful section on piano, and uh, it's just a real good time. I hope you guys enjoy. All right, so we got an amazing lineup of some artists. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and let them introduce themselves. Oh, what's up? I'm Randy Coleman, better known as King OBL, SoundCloud and YouTube. Um, I'm Thais Zozo and on SoundCloud, YouTube. Right on, right on. Uh, I'm Tony. I'm not really on anything. <laughs> I'm in a band called Nico, though. We should be getting an album out soon. All right. All right. So how are you guys doing today? You guys doing pretty good? Great. I'm doing good. Right on, right on. So I just wanted to talk about real quick, uh, get your guys' opinions and everything on some different things happening in the music world. But first, I thought I'd ask you guys what got you into music. So Thaddeus, what got you into your music? Um, I had football scholarships back in high school, and uh, I dropped out my junior year. And I started talking with Randy more and more as time progressed. And Randy was kind of my gateway to music, really. Um, he told me to start taking music more serious because, like, I always used to, like, freestyle and, like, my friends' basements and stuff. And uh, since then, I started taking music a lot more serious and, like, trying to speak to the youth. And whenever I say youth, I'm talking about, like, around our age because, like, right. kids that are, like, 13 dealing with, like, depression, it's not as serious as, like, 18, 17, 16 year olds dealing with depression. Like, yeah, I understand. Like, but the kids around our youth group and age and everything, they don't really like tend to know how to like deal with the depression really. So, right. They're easy, easily influenced by other people. So exactly. It's yeah. good to have a good influence out there. What about you, Randy? Got you into um, music, man. Shit. Uh, me and Gurner, or better known as Lil Gurn, well, we were like heavily into music. Not making it, but pretty much finding it and finding shit nobody else could find. Right. Like, it was like a hobby of ours to find unknown music. And we found this dude, Oliver Francis, which, weird story. We thought we found him, but as I was looking in one of my playlists one day from like three years before that, it turned out I'd already had one of his songs saved. But ever since we started listening to him, he like had a big inspiration on us. Mm-hmm. And like, we just saw his... Uh, his upbringing, I guess you would say, in the music. I don't know how he started, and he started just like we did, and this and that, and it kind of gave us the, the push to try doing it ourselves, and then ever since, we just kind of stuck with it. It's awesome to see a, a, a young artist go from nothing, and as you listen exactly, to it, yeah. you just grow bigger and bigger and bigger and become something great. What about you, Tony? What got you into music, man? Uh, well, I mean, you know, when I was about 14, 15, I started you know, playing bass and stuff for you. Yeah. And after that, you know, I got into, like, I listened to a lot of, like, Primus, because I got really into bass. And uh, I was playing bass for a while, and I jumped around. I never really got anything serious, but I did a few stuff. Played some, like, this funk metal stuff for a while. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, slowly I just, uh, my buddy Matt, who's the other person in my band right now, because, you know, we're short a member. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, 
he started playing a couple years ago, and I kind of showed him how to play. Like, I let him borrow my guitar and stuff, and slowly as he progressed, he's actually really good now. He's written a few of the songs we got, and they're pretty dope. But, uh, no, now he plays drums, but, you know, and then playing with him and then starting this thing, this is probably about the most serious I've ever and been And the name of your band is Nico? Yeah. Tell us a little more about the album that you have coming out. Uh, there's really not a whole lot to talk about on it. It's got some songs on it. Um, a couple names have been thrown around. It should all be based around a character that we like uh, made called Jerry. That's his name. Jerry. Yeah, but uh, it's really like, you know, I'm not even sure what songs are going to be on it right now, 100%. We will be adding some more to it. I'm not 100% sure when it comes out, but it should be within the next You got about months. eight songs, you said? About eight songs, yeah, and that we play on there. And we're also doing a little side acoustic bit that we yeah. haven't got a name for. That's what I'm really excited for. So we got a couple songs we just play acoustically, and they're going to be like on a little five, six-song EP that we're going to do live and try to do it at night. And you don't have like a platform or anything you're on yet? Platform. Oh, no, we haven't finished them. But you guys you guys are on SoundCloud, mm -hmm. yeah. right? Do you guys think Tony might want to get on SoundCloud? Um, I, I can say yes. It's very versatile when it comes to the music on there. There's even stuff like podcasts, like what we're doing now. Uh, they've got all that stuff, but uh, if it's more of like, what kind of genre would you say it is? Like kind of like more rock. -ish? It's it's definitely more rockish. Yeah. I say SoundCloud is like more. It used to be that way, and it still does, but it's more lean towards like the yeah, rap music rap. today because that's that's pretty much where everybody does their start when it comes to rap. So you don't really see much of that. There's like mixtures, like when people want to do rap or rock and like hip hop mix. I mean, you you could, but. Hmm. That's a hard question. Yeah. I'll, I'll, probably, I'll probably put it on there just like when I get it, I'm gonna put it on as many platforms. Just as many as possible. Say so our buddy Christian, you know Christian. Yeah, he, he, put his, yeah, he put his stuff on there too. And that's it, it, got, too. it got lifted pretty well. Yeah. Garage Band's a big one too. Garage band. band, yeah. Isn't Garage Band where you kinda like play studio? studio. You, you can, can make that too. Yeah. Is that enough of it? If you meant like post it on GarageBand, because I don't um, think it's a website. I don't think you can. Oh, that's just where you can mix stuff. Yeah, that's where you can share. Yeah. Do you have any producers or anything mixing your stuff right now? No, we haven't really gotten. I mean, we have like little bits of recordings that we haven't put out there. We decided to wait, just go professional. Also, we haven't really done like I don't have a Facebook page because we decided <laughs> we decided we were just gonna like. Other than this, this is the first time we've ever like mentioned it publicly. Yeah. For real. I mean, like. Bits of us have played like open mic nights and stuff together, but we haven't really done anything together that much. And uh, no, but no, uh, no, no set in producers. I think I'm gonna use Lighthouse Sounds. Lighthouse, where are yeah. they located? Downtown. Right on. Yeah, they got some pretty good reviews and they got a really nice space. Produce? Wait, what? Producer? You mean engineer? Yeah, but it's also. Oh, I was thinking the producer is more of like who makes the background besides the voice. Yeah. Like beats, guitar, pretty much plays for you. It is also the people who edits it. Like mixes it. Producers. You mix all your own stuff for 1221, don't you, man? Yeah, I, I pretty much mix everything for everybody besides Young Kai. He, he does like a 50 50, and I do, I do the other half. So pretty much anything you listen to from them, it's pretty much from them. Huh? I would say about like 25 75, because you get me and Gurner and. Well, so I'm, I mix for you and Gurner like permanently. I do everything, but Randy's my guy. And, and Gurner has one of the most popular songs that you guys have out right now, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you Dude, say that depressing. No, it's, it's not a bad song. I'm just saying, like, uh, I don't even want to sound like too obsessed with myself because I'm not, but like, it's just like from a standpoint of somebody that like does a lot of work, make, mixing their own music, doing all the music videos. 
pretty much just trying to do as much work as they possibly can and then like they get no views and then your buddy posts a song that he just barely threw together in a night and it like kind of just pops he's got like thirty two thousand like, different listens yeah it's it's, it's pretty it's a pretty sad feeling but i'm still happy for him nonetheless for the people listening uh how, yeah. how can they find that song uh, which his song? Yeah, his I would song. say just "Love Is Killing Me," no spaces, and it should come up. Or you just type in "Lil Gurn" with no space. L i l g u r n. Yeah, yeah. You played that song earlier, and it wasn't a bad song. Yeah, it's not. I mean, it's just like it was mixed pretty good. It, it was all thrown together. Pretty <laughs> <good>. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, from like, if if you had like, let's say, a movie director, like doing like Hollywood films and like going crazy like trying to make a beautiful movie he makes this beautiful movie and then like at the award show they give they give the best <laughs> award to the indie movie producers that like threw 25 dollars together to make a movie like that's honestly it, it doesn't it doesn't take away from the like the indie producers <laughs> movie. Like, it doesn't take from the indie producers movie because there's a shit ton of good indie producers movie and that doesn't mean the indie producers movie isn't bad it could be like super good but like come on throw some, <laughs> throw some like shine to the the dude going crazy on it man <laughs> putting his heart and soul in there right i think you have some pretty good songs you have a good quality uh, uh hey. music coming out it's a little R. Kelly like, but it's good. Yeah, it's just if you want to lay back and get yourself and your significant other, male or female, wet, then go for it. Man. Play, play. Right. It's, it's, it's the instant orgasm, right? Yeah, I told you. That's you my soundcloud. <laughs> All right, so let's stop talking about each other's music and let's talk about something going on in the music world right now. Something really big everybody's been talking about. Obviously, I'm going to talk about it. Is Juice World's death? All right. Mm. I have this this uh, article by the Chicago Tribune up right now talking about how Chicago rapper Juice World suffered convulsions and went into cardiac arrest as police and federal agents were searching his luggage for guns, drugs, and uh, and really anything else. And they found painkillers. They found all kinds of other illegal drugs. They found a uh, forty caliber pistol, two nine millimeter pistols. Vacuum sealed bags of marijuana, six bottles of prescription codeine, all kinds of shit. And then dude just starts sieging out. Bro. Well, I think he took the pills to h- try to hide him. He didn't think it was going to kill him. <laughs> I mean, like, he was a great artist. He probably though. wasn't, but, like, that's a lot of pills. <laughs> like, I don't know what he expected to happen. I mean, bro was probably a champ. I think, you know. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when, you, when you do him. take it a lot, you expect, like, because – the more you get used to it, the higher the dosages you need. And he probably thought he could handle it because maybe right. he'd use it enough to have higher doses. For like, sure. I got this shit. For sure. uh, I think Thaddeus, you were talking about how it was obvious he was doing more lean and all kinds of shit as his career went on. Yeah. Um, what he was basically like, I was like, I watched like a lot of inter- like interviews and everything. Like I followed Juice World since like day one almost, you know, and I took really big inspiration from Juice World. So uh, what he was saying was, to our youth and everything was like stay away from drugs like he was like what randy was saying or king obio he was saying like he was like his body got used to like the doses and everything Mm -hmm. and then whenever he tries like to go go down from the doses or whatever like his brain's releasing these toxins and he was it wasn't like almost like he was relapsing or anything but like he was coming down from the drugs and it didn't have anything to do with the flights because that wouldn't make any sense. So, um, 
like whenever he sees and everything, he was bleeding from his mouth. Um, that could just be from like him biting his tongue, which I believe he honestly. Either that or he could have really fucked up his, his inside organ. That's I mean, yeah, that's the thing. But Kim, what he was on, bro, mixing whatever the hell he was on, the mm. chemical reaction, he could have just Cocktail, blown yeah. up from the inside. I still think, honestly, like it's a huge tragedy to lose such a good artist. And honestly, the fact that people are even, I mean, not to just shit on what everybody's saying right now but honestly i don't think any of that stuff is even a factor in the matter like a one of the greatest artists we've had in a long time died and like people dispute whether he was one of the greatest or not but he you know like this whole like, well, juice world wasn't a legend it, but he it, was. it all comes down to opinions see yeah and that's all music is is such an opinion opinionated factor mm -hmm. and, and subject you know everybody has different opinions and there were so many memes so many memes about Dude, Juice World. Same day, man. And it, it was, was like so disrespectful. Whether or not you like Juice World, whether or not you appreciate his music, you should not be making fun of him. Well, there was died. one that was funny, but it wasn't like a jab <laughs> to Juice World. It was like the, you probably shared it. It was the one <laughs> where it was like, hey, they're trying to search us, and it was like, oh shit, and it was like a meme of somebody like popping a shit ton of pills. Like it was funny, but it wasn't because Juice World died. I shared the one that weird. had his face posted over the. Uh... Little Caesars and women's a little sheep. I didn't like that one. At all. I thought that was stupid. It was the same one that he used from a uh, Cameron voice. Yeah, like when he died, it was just it was. Uh, I mean, it's timing. Almost that's the thing. The only reason these things are funny almost is because of when they're said. Don't get me wrong. I just said I really liked it. Like I really thought he was a great musician. Is a tragedy, but I think a lot of people. I mean, I'm really into comedy, so I can separate myself personally from any joke that i'm making right about. right well, that's I, what good comedians do i know? feel nothing toward like my mom could die and like the first thing i would have is a goddamn joke about it <laughs> and like would i be sad my mom died yeah does that change the fact that i can make a joke about it negatory <laughs> like i don't think you know i'm sure it, hurts it makes a lot you of, you though dude yeah, yeah i'm sure it hurts a lot of people on the way but i can't diss on people disrespecting well also dad. some people get like a lot of like when they're they're mourning they get a lot of like relief in comedy or like yeah, joking that's true a lot of people everyone grieves differently you know you everyone bubble in your throat you got a bubble in it's your called throat. adam's apple that's no 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 not that <laughs> i can tell you had a bubble in your throat your voice is changing thanks for pointing that out but, uh, <laughs> i forgot what i was even talking about something about juice world okay so the jokes are one thing but like so many people have come out saying that he was like garbage like that he doesn't deserve yeah. the attention that he's gotten for yeah. his death well, and that he committed suicide and blah, blah, blah. And all that's so disrespectful because first off, a great artist. I listen to him all the time. Second off, like that's just mad disrespectful. It really is. And like anybody who can make music that's popular, to be honest, it's like you kind of have to be like, well, they're kind of like you said, it's opinionated. If you got, I mean, OK, so Justin Bieber probably made some bops. Yeah, I don't think anybody at the table really no, liked dude, it. I, no, I did. Hey, never, did. never say never, bro. That's all I <laughs> No, I, I legitimately like Justin Bieber's music. I have no issue with it, dude. It's 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 just fine. It's not my favorite, but it's there's nothing bad to it. Like Jealousy but, Kodak's last It's album. it's so. inevitable if Justin Bieber died, everybody would be making jokes about Justin Bieber's death. Oh yeah, with way sooner and way with way less respect than <laughs> anybody else. Straight up, bro. Straight up. Because you know, most of his fans base got older and you know, they don't like me either. And Thaddeus, you were real influenced by Juice World, weren't you? Yeah. Um yeah, I really was. Like uh I actually messaged Juice World and like we were having conversations and everything and I told him like I made you can ask Randy, uh I recorded a song like a couple of days before he died, but I was oh, always, yeah, it was intensely like scary. 
because he was talking about all the artists that had died. Yeah, you want to throw a couple lyrics to that out yeah, real quick? Okay. Because you, you no, like this is legit, no joke. This is legitimately like this was like actually two months prior or before really? it yeah. happened. It was, he was like talking about all the artists that's died and how like it's kind of a, a sad thing that it's normal. And he said, "Who's next? Probably Juice World." And then like a month later, after he recorded it. Bro, died. very creepy. Yeah. So, what was it? you got it up right now? Yeah, I said. Uh, I know I can't ask questions because it's a sin. But why God do you choose to take brethren? Like why triple X? Why Pac? Why Smalls? Next person is Juice World. Like why take good people off this world? Um. So the reason, like, behind those lyrics is, it was about what a year ago, a little bit after X died. I was like, bro, I really feel like Juice World's gonna die. Like I don't know why. Like stressing over it and then I started having dreams about it and I was dreaming that my baby mama called me and was like hey Juice World died and I remember the emotions of me waking up from my dream in a frantic panting breathing really heavy wondering if it was true searching it up and then whenever it happened I didn't know if it was real or not I didn't know if I was having another dream or not and I remember waking up crawling out of bed after I got the phone call and turning on my phone. And I seen a bunch of missed calls from a lot of people that knew how I felt about Juice World and knew I connected with them beyond music. Like I feel as if I connected, like his music connected with me. Don't get me wrong, but like him as a person also connected with me. Like, right. I felt like something was going to happen. Like, and uh, I just typed in Juice World and, a bunch of articles popped up of Juice World died from seizure in Chicago. And I remember laying in the floor for hours crying, sobbing, crying, and then got in the shower, got out of the shower, still crying. And then same day, um, whenever I was sitting there, Randy was talking to me about those lyrics that I wrote and everything, you know, and, I believe in speaking stuff into existence and yeah. just as well as ski mask does as well. Like they did an interview too. And he was talking about how juice world said in the interview, like I believe in speaking stuff into existence, just like in his legend song, everybody's quoting it. What's a 27 club. We are not making it past 21. Like that's beyond me. Like, because I don't think, like, I wasn't ready for it so soon, you know, if that makes any sense. Oh, yeah, like, bro. When something like that happens, you don't expect it like that. Yeah, like, it I knew true. it was coming, like, but in another one of my songs as well, I said I knew it was coming, but it wasn't enough time to keep my brain steady. And, like, as time goes on, mourning gets even worse and worse and worse because I feel as if, like, I didn't reach out to him. And there's nothing I could have changed, which I'm not saying that. Yeah, don't blame yourself for it. No, not at all. Like, I'm just going to try to basically carry out what he was doing for the youth, which was stay away from drugs. No matter what you're going through, drugs are not this, like, solution. Like, smoking weed's cool, like, but popping uh, I mean, perks. I wouldn't and, really say, like, cool, but. No, it's not cool, cool, but it's, like, it's okay. nothing compared to popping perks, yeah. with, snorting Zans, yeah. doing cocaine. And all of that on top you know? of. Totally well, I, was just, I was just clarifying for anybody listening. Like, he wasn't saying, like, oh, make sure. Oh, yeah, yeah, he's yeah, not condoning yeah. marijuana. Yeah, not, but, like, if you don't, we want to 
with cigarettes too. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, smoke first, right. And this is the this is the interesting thing. As soon as you found out that Juice World died, you switched up your entire music genre. Like yeah. everything you were talking about in your music switched immediately. Yeah. Um. And that's that's the moral situation of what I was I was saying. Um. Basically, like, I'm I'm not trying to be another Juice World. But I'm going to try to carry out his legacy as best as I can. And right. like I was saying, like doing drugs isn't cool. Like I really connected with Juice World. Me and Juice World had conversations. I told Juice World I didn't want to meet him in a wedding box. And it's sad because all the times that he was down here, I didn't get the backstage passes because I was at work. And I'm wishing I would have called off so I would have been able to talk to him in person. But I'm going to do a quick pause. You're fine. Because we did the same thing with Gurner when Peep died. Because yeah. Gurner had been doing the same shit. Like, yeah. he had washed Gurner or Peep every step of the way. And I remember, like, anytime Peep would have a small show near us, it was, like, two, three years ago. Gurner was like, I want to go, I want to go, I want to go. And, like, nobody had a license in, dude. Like, everything got in the way, and it, like, broke his heart every time. And then after one of his, his shows had passed around here, he was, like, really sad about it. He's like, it's okay. I'll go see him next time he's here. I was a month or two day. later, it happened. It was the same way, too. Like, Gurner balled his eyes up, but he was with me. Thaddeus was over the phone. He was with me and Thaddeus, and, like, I've never seen Gurner break down that hard because, like, that I was his biggest inspiration. I don't remember. How did Pete die? Um, yeah. Xanax. Uh, he, he got some, some pressed Xanax, like, oh, bars. Fentanyl, right? they, had, they had fentanyl in it. it wasn't com- Everybody wants to say it was completely fentanyl, but it wasn't. It, was, it had fentanyl in each of it, and... He, it was the same way as like as Juice World, which is really fucking ironic because uh, it didn't happen the same way, but it did at the same time because uh, Pete was popping Zans like nothing, dude. Like and his tolerance became so high, so he was just taking bars and bars to get the same feeling. It wasn't really affecting him or anything. But since he was doing that, he he got these pressed ones that had a little bit of fentanyl, but he was taking so many of them that like they fentanyl were just dosage normal, was fatal. Yeah, that's what happened to Mac Miller too, isn't it? It's, yeah, it's yeah. He, he like had a really terrible like relapse. What'd you say? It was coke though. I heard it was someone sold him on Xanax. It was like Percocet. fentanyl coke. Yeah, I didn't know exactly what the drug was. Shit. I didn't want to look. Let, let me see if I can find an article on that real quick because I know they just recently actually charged somebody with his death. Oh wow! They charged the person who gave him those. They never charged pills. the person over peeps, but they they posted the girls like. Uh, address, phone number, everything everywhere. One thing I'm also going to say is like if you, if it's possible stay away from like labels too, like record labels because record labels, like if you've noticed all these main artists that are passing all that money isn't going to their families or going to whatever the artist would want. It goes back to them necessarily like they go straight back to the record label and they yeah, make all the money off Exactly. Of it. So, and it's not about the money. Like, that's not why I want to blow up at all. I want to blow up and tell a story. I was For just the talk- message. Yeah, I was just talking to Randy. Like, I want people to come in. Like, if it was possible, which I know it's physically not possible, but all the money I make from music, I would give it to charity 100%. But I know it's not possible because I have a baby and I have a baby on the way and I have to use that money to take care of my children just as well as I have to take care of the millions of children across the world with like music and everything. And that's all I really want is my story to be told. And I'm going to do whatever I have to do to like make that happen. Like juice road also said in an interview, like times are hard, 
And if you have a dream to chip away at it, and if it feels impossible, it's very, very possible. And you were about to say something about the uh, the labels, weren't you? Oh, yes. Labels are a dying breed anyway. Yeah. Like the sale of yeah. music is yeah. becoming almost obsolete. I think they will shift into something. Yes. And artists like Chance the Rapper, I just fucked dude, up. Chance the Rapper, Kuya, all of them, dude. Dude. And I mean, Matt Miller was independent until his last album. And, it's yeah. like, and you know, it, the, selling an album to, uh, I mean, it sucks that they get all the income from it. But like, if you sell, yeah. If you sell an album to a you know a label for five hundred grand, yeah. even and you don't have five hundred grand, that is a great start as a musician. Well, but it's 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 kind of backwards though because like they don't really buy the album for you; they pay you ahead of time. Like, um, I'm gonna bring an artist up, Lil Pump. He got signed for like a few million, and he went and blew it. That million wasn't to pay him; that was for him to make his album, buy features, do whatever he can, so they can make the money back, and he makes the earnings off of what the album sells. Not the money they gave him. That's the money's not, for production. But yeah, that's uh that's not typically how it is. I mean, I know it's like it, there's a lot of different variants in the way. Oh yeah, but that, that's just like most rap artists, that's how it goes for them. Yeah, I mean, you'll get a front on an album unless they buy unless you make an album independently and then somebody wants to come along and buy it, which does happen. But like I mean, uh Queen, I know that's a far jump back, but Queen sold all their they sold like their albums, just straight up sold their albums. Mm-hmm. And the albums, they couldn't make the sale of it. But at the time, really, I mean, the money, like, I think they got 400000 or so. Uh, they got, man, they got a lot for Night at the Opera. I cannot remember how much it was. Well, it was it was harder also to distribute back then. Like, the nowadays, we're blessed because we have the, the gift everything's of the internet away. Right now, man. It's yeah. Snap away. So selling everything. music is, like I said a second ago, like, it's almost, it's cloud game. Yeah. I mean, no one's going to buy a hard copy CD anymore. You can just well, unless you're, like, a super fan, but there's not right. many of that. It's not becoming so i mean like a lot of labels have worked in to become like managers agents they get the gigs and they get a part of the gigs and at the end of the day as long as you're making your money and you're not getting ripped off there's a lot of labels out there who do very well by the people they sign mm-hmm. and honestly it's a little unfair to punish those because i mean so well, yeah, many, it's, it's not all bad labels well not it's all most. labels are terrible people yeah not all labels are trying to manipulate the artists but like you guys know hobson everyone's familiar with hobson at this yeah. table mm-hmm. he had a terrible time with the label that he yeah, was signed yeah. to bro they were just fucking they were just fucking them over fucking them over so hardcore now on the topic of mac miller i actually just found an article about it um so this dude last name petit on september 5th of 2018 sold miller cocaine xanax and 10 blue peer pills okay, that appeared to be oxycodone but contained fentanyl bro actually pled not guilty in you're partially court. right but but they they have text messages they have text messages between Mac Miller and Petit uh, where he was just constantly buying from this dude and then um guy actually pleaded not guilty because he said he was the middleman you know he didn't make the pills he didn't know what was in it but, still made the sales but still, still he made drug, he yeah. made the sale do you guys think he should go to prison for killing Mac Miller no well I do he's selling the item like I think he should definitely get a harder charge, but I don't think that necessarily he is solely responsible for Mac. Well, if, think about if somebody gives you a gun, they're not, not telling you to keep it, they're just telling you to get rid of it and you shoot somebody. Are you still going to go to jail for killing somebody? I mean, it's, or better yet, it's, it's not the same example, thing, but it's the person simple. who gave you the gun going to jail. Right. That's like no. handing somebody a That's gun the same thing. and be like, hey, hold on to this gun. So you hold on to the gun with no bad intentions. And then you get arrested by the police, come to find out that gun was used to murder somebody. Right? Are you going to go to jail for that murder? That is, that is a, actually a better. Like, you know what I'm reference. saying? Yeah. But my main thing about that is is 
drugs are okay and like if they're not if they're over the counter like if you go to a pharmacy and you get drugs and that's okay that's perfectly fine but me personally i'm not knocking anybody's hustle at all unless it's weed you shouldn't be selling percocets xanax anything because you don't know what's inside of that's that. the thing why are you going to sell something when you don't know where it comes from exactly you know what I'm table. well also like the over the table shit Said, like, not all of it is good just because it's prescribed. Like, I mean, you go look at my dad as a perfect reference. Oh my uh, god, when he hurt his neck, yeah, when he hurt his neck, they gave him like a shit ton of painkillers over the table, yeah, and that got him hooked like fucking crazy because those things are so potent. And then without him, he just felt like shit, so he started going and going and going and keep doing it. Yeah, totally fucked his nerves up like completely. He told me that they were giving him like a vial of 300 different. Well, yeah, dude, well, it was an opioid, I don't remember what it was, it was. Prescribed him from the company Purdue, three hundred pills in a bottle, almost weekly, mm. and they expected him to take that shit within a week. Who's going to take hundred different opioid pills in a week and not go fucking crazy? Someone, I mean, yeah, it depends on the dosage, and you know, the medicating thing they can be used healthily, but they're extremely dangerous. At the end of the day, unless it's absolutely necessary, I don't think you should put any foreign object in your body. As I suck mm-hmm. this fucking cancer stick. <laughs> but, hey, habits, man. Habits. I'm not saying I'm above it, but no. I mean, honestly, if you're sick, eat some fucking grass. Like you'll probably be all <laughs> right. Man. I don't like. I mean, I'm not like a anti-vaxxer or anything, but I don't get my flu shot because I don't. You know, I just don't think it helps. Right. Putting in the first place. You know what I mean? No, and well, I yeah, think also because the flu's not gonna kill you. And the flu so is not going to kill you. And honestly, everybody, like, you, it doesn't, the flu shot doesn't even, not that I'm going to anti vaccine. The flu shot doesn't really help you with flu. Like, it just sort of dampens it, apparently. Well, I haven't gotten the flu in eight years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the thing, too. With the flu virus, they're giving you a dormant uh, version of the flu. But they don't, they never know what strain of the flu is going to pop yeah. up in which season. Say, if you've ever heard, you don't get, like, the same type twice no it's only once and your body's immune after that it's just different types they can't vaccinate your kids (laughs) 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 use some crystals rub some crystals together get rid of a crystal in each area and drown them in a bucket put some crystals in your house you baptize them in essential oils yeah man but it is crazy because so many rappers they're just dying dropping like fucking birds bro right out of the sky man and it's all drug related it's it's not just big artists too it's like like you don't really hear too much about the little artists because they're little artists right but it's i mean people notice it when it's a bigger artist but it happens like every month like an artist of some kind with fans all, all over happening I want to talk about the label thing though too, because like how easy it is to distribute compared to what it used to be. Hey, we had some te- technical difficulties. Uh, we had a little bit of a hiccup just then. We're gonna go ahead and move on to an entirely different subject, where we have Tony Tall on the piano and Twelve Twenty One rapping. Let's go ahead and hit it. What kind of stuff you got on? Um, and with the two chains. Hey, hey, let me help you. Out. Let me help you out, Tony. Let's just do something simple.
The only lyric in the whole song is just fuck. I don't know, Tony, that's pretty good though. We actually have a guitar back here if you want to give us a demo of uh, like a song that your band's doing or something. It's always better. <laughs> like I was listening to the taxpayers, fucking uh, God forgive these bastards. The untold story, or the forgotten tales of Henry Turner, which is in my opinion the greatest album ever made. It's like a punk jazz blues fusion, and it's fucking kick ass. But no, and uh, fuck, what was the point about that? It's got like thirteen people in it. None of their other stuff quite adds up to it. And I was sitting there last night thinking, wow. I'm in a three-piece band, and it kind of sucks that I will not be able to create something as fucking orgasmic as this goddamn album. And I was honestly <laughs> sitting there, almost jealous, thinking about the album I'm working on. Like, it's good. It's similar at its base. But I don't have fucking tin saxophones squealing in the background. You know, I play a little bit of trumpet, trombone, and, like, clarinet and shit. So I'm, like, probably going to try to add some of that stuff into the album afterwards. But other than that, I don't really know. So if I whip out a quarter, it's a little bit of flow for you guys, and you guys can freestyle some stuff. Probably. I'm just saying, don't limit yourself, though. Because we do the same shit. We'll listen to other artists and be like, why can't we sound like this? The fucking the middle C sustains itself for hours. Oh, it's not doing it no more. Oh, it's the B. You got your, your mute still works, so you can get that like. Get that cool little shit in there. You guys want to do something? You want to get something going? I'm just kind of stunned. You can go. <laughs> he said I'm mesmerized. You know, I love when people play the piano. Yeah, you gotta like let me have on some beats. For sure, man. Yes. That's, I, I really actually want to get into hip hop sometimes. I turn on beats and talk about it. I just don't get it. For sure. I mean, all of us collaborating together, I'm sure we can make a pretty good beat, bro. Because I was honestly, uh, since you guys know how to do the guitars and everything, like, I was like trying to almost like do like rap rock. You know what I'm talking about? Rap rock. See now, like, in, intertwine it together. There hasn't been a good rap rock band since like Rage Against the Machine. Oh my god, Rage is so. And good. they were just a funk metal band with a guy that rapped kind of. And it's not that I'm necessarily opposed to it. Nickelback was a good one. 
trash. You guys know Rage Against the Machine is actually What about Hollywood Undead? Yeah, they're doing a West Coast tour. Yeah. But no, see, all that shit is kind of garbage. Like, uh, fuck, what was I thinking, though? Oh, but honestly, man, like, I love playing, like, jazz and stuff that is influenced in hip-hop music. Yeah. So, like, if you want to get together and just make... I mean, you ever listen to, like, J. Cole beats? Yeah. That shit's jazz a lot of the time. There's always basses in there. And, like, you know, I love playing bass. It's actually where I started as an instrument. Yeah. And, uh, no, I really, like... So, yeah, dude, if you guys want to get on some stuff, I'm always down. Have you ever heard of like soul rap where they like take kind of like soul music sample and make it like very yeah. ambient? See, that's the thing. Like, I mean, honestly, like, I just don't really like mixing, you know, shitty ass white people music like rock and country with rap, which is awesome. Well, I'll, I've always wanted to do sort of like a blues rap, man. I wanted to like, you, wanted, you know what I mean? Really blues, like blues funk kind of rap, you know? See, I don't know. I mean, it's cool, and I think you should do whatever comes out. Wow. That, that'd be. Turn I'm not gonna play the song. That's what I was just going. I'm not gonna play the full song because. It's got that rap snare in there. See, this is actually pretty good. Yeah, so this is song that I went over, but I'm not gonna play the lyrics. Really, you can turn that up on the speaker too, so the mic can hear. I don't want to play the whole song because it was when me and him had a thing going on, and it was a song about him. Oh, but I love the beat still to this day. The beat's so good. Well, you guys were beefing. Is that what this? Yeah, was? it was a diss track on called Foul Shit. Foul Shit. Yeah. He wrote it. He found the beat and wrote like, like yeah, back. He wrote lyrics back, like trying to trash me back. And right, well, what's the name of this? You said it was. It's called Foul Shit. Foul Shit, and that's on your uh, SoundCloud, right? So yeah. People can find that on your SoundCloud under what name? King OBL. King LBL. OBL. OBL. O dot B dot L. O dot B. People want to say it's Oval. Oh, yeah. yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Cut it. Sorry. So, okay. All right. It's not ass on the mic. All right. So, uh, what do we want to talk about now, guys? When we left off, we were talking about record labels and the evolution of music and how. I think we should talk about like music itself, like uh, the essential of music, you know? What is music? Let's talk music theory. What is music it? is therapy to some people? What is it? Where does it come from? Inside, inside. soul. <laughs> Honestly, to make good music, it doesn't matter whether you play country, screamo, fucking hip hop, rap. It doesn't matter if you bang two pods together. <laughs> Honestly, to make it good, you have to completely. I mean, not to make it good, but to make it amazing, to truly get yourself, you have to just open yourself up whether you're writing lyrics whether you're playing like an instrument like you just have to and it's not about digging deep and saying something to you it's about opening yourself up you can't make music that people are gonna like i mean you can make music people are gonna yeah. like but you can't make it so people will like, well, like it. no no because because your song like i said earlier it's all opinionated <laughs> not no two people are going to have the same opinion about exactly, the same yeah. song well, it's it's also the fact that like music has like the only way anybody is gonna enjoy a song is if it makes you feel something like if it makes like the newer songs coming out the rap songs where they're saying a bunch of bullshit gibberish the reason people like that so much is because it makes them feel excited and hyped out and and then you got like sad songs that it makes you feel sad it. like you can play a song and you can be in the best mood ever and if the song is made the right way it'll make you feel sad you yeah. know what you're sad about yeah, i've been on a angry or depression binge yeah it's, years, so. music's gotta make you feel some yeah. like a way for you to like it if if you play a song and you don't feel nothing <laughs> then you're not gonna like the song no 
It's, no. It just doesn't work. That That's way. why I question people who are interested in dubstep, bro. Because, dude, <laughs> well, it's because thing, yeah, I, I like dubstep, but it has a following, dude. Yeah. People like dubstep for the concerts because people go fucking crazy. Bro, I used to groups. love dubstep, but I Same. started to love dubstep when I started to get into free loops, when I started to try to make my own music. And it wasn't because dubstep made me feel something, but it was because I was genuinely impressed by the kind of uh, talent it takes to make a song like that sound good. What gave you excitement? Yeah, and it's like all these different sounds going on, all these different frequencies. A lot of the times they don't have any words, man, but you still feel something with it, even though exactly, it's just yeah. electronic, you know? Because the person who made it felt something. Exactly. There's an old saying, nobody will buy your shit if you can't sell it. <laughs> like, you have to believe in what you're doing regardless of what people think. And honestly, the best music comes... From honestly, like listening to your friend play when he doesn't know you're around the corner. Yeah. Like, because honestly, anxiety is the biggest killer of good music. I swear to God. Especially when you're playing with a band. Because, like, you're playing with a band, there's four other people in the room. Sometimes you haven't met all of them. And sometimes you worry about what they think. Right. And, like, you know, as I've, pro- like, progressed as a musician, when I first started, man, I was in the Primus. I was in the slap bass. And I was like, oh, I have my to get. God. It was, I mean, it was good. Like, it was cool sometimes. But, I mean, it's not about doing more like the songs on my stuff that i'm coming up with like i'm a fairly experienced musician i can play like complicated or stuff like mm-hmm. you saw me play a piano i can do like solos and stuff but i refrain from doing those intensely more because like i don't feel the need it's almost like cock rock it's like you got something to prove and i don't have anything to prove yeah. like so i make music that makes me bob my head and it's like i call it the groove factor right groove factors in any kind of music it does not matter but if that shit doesn't make you kind of like this it's whack it's trash yeah there's like something you just said if no one's going to buy your shit if you can't sell it. No one's going to enjoy your music if you don't enjoy it making exactly. it. If exactly. you don't feel something when you're making it, if you don't have a reason for that song, no one's going to feel it. No one's going to associate themselves with it. The way know? schools teach kids how to play music, the way music itself has been taught from greats all the way back is like Ludwig van Beethoven and stuff. Like It's when people started... I'm not going to say when people started technicalizing it, that's when it got worse because music, in my opinion, has only gotten better. Like throughout the whole course of history, all the way back from like right. early African descendants playing like all that kind you, of tribal you gotta, shit. You that was kind of think racist, of it as a like, yeah. <laughs> 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 like, But no, and you know, no, like, uh, and those music has inspired modern music today. I mean, still you hear like before there was ever recording that style of music that descended from bongos yeah. and it's strings made of leather and strings you made of leather. Yeah, you know, and like yeah. the same, and like even in the instruments itself. Like earlier, I was tuning my Fender Cyclone. So you 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 know you know how to tune a guitar or put strings on a guitar. Do either you you have an idea how it works? Kind of. I mean, you put the string through the hole I mean, in the side and you twist. Yeah. All right, these you put a string through the hole in the top and you loop it over and you try to twist it, and it's the worst fucking shit. <laughs> like I spent <laughs> three hours. Experience. I've almost broken this guitar several times. It's a cool guitar. I fucking like the cyclone. It. I don't think I've seen it, that. One. I mean, like what I'm trying to get at though with music and the things that it uses alike, it was essential, not perfected, but it was made to be. It it was as good as it. Okay, when it came out, it was as good as it would ever be. It was, it was made to be changed, pretty much. And well, that's and kind growth. of what I'm arguing. I mean, change and mix and growth. Everything you listen to, come like metal music, that's oriented from classical music, European music. Which, right. It all stems from the same root. I think is what Tony's getting at. A couple different tree. roots. True. Like the the Greek philosophers, the original, like Plato, Socrates, they were actually the ones who came up with the idea of music because they found that if you take a no, length of string. And you separate it in half, it goes down an octave. And they kept doing that over and over again until they came up with the basic idea of the musical scale. Before Jesus was ever a thought in his virgin mother's mind, 
there were people making music. Like before languages were evolved, well, music was evolved. I'm saying music theory, the theory exactly. of putting it down on paper and saying this this is what this is compared to this. All right, so I, do you listen to a lot of death metal though? Oh, shit. Listen to a lot of metal? Like you guys, what, do you, what kind of music do you prefer? I, I mean, I like, listen to White Chapel, you know, for Solely example. like um, move stuff, right? If I can be honest, like completely honest, like I listen to anything other than country. <laughs> I listen to everything, I including country. I mean, I do it like I don't like I don't necessarily like like country, but I respect country music because it's still music and awesome. I, yeah, a lot we just kind of kinda can't get to because like if you listen to country music, they're talking about trucks and boots and shit, and it like depends. that's we don't do that. We know how people say <laughs> we don't do that. We don't take our horse down the hotel yeah. road. We don't. <laughs> well, I mean, you know how people say rappers are just talking about money and shit like that mm-hmm. and all that stuff. I mean, the same stereotypes are made from those who haven't tapped deep into the genre. <laughs> Today, I guarantee you, I could whip out some shit, some country shit. And you guys would be like, yo, I'm fucking vibing. <laughs> it's bumping. Because you got to dig a little is. deeper because pop country sucks. Yes, it does. Like, so oh, bad. God. Yeah, and, but so does pop rap most of the time. Yes, And if I can true. be completely honest as well, like, I've wrote lyrics just as well towards, like, the way rap is now. Like, it's all about cars, money, weed, and cocaine. And I don't, like... I just want to listen to something that like entertains me. Like that sh- that doesn't entertain me because I can't relate to doing cocaine well, or driving these fast cars. Like I get it. Like that's necessarily from like what they're doing in life now. But I want to hear the stuff that they weren't doing before. They you know, there's different ways to make music. There's different ways people feel the music. Like when people rap about fast cars, how much money they have, all the bitches they got, all the drugs. People are listening to that because they want. They, it's not because they have that because it's happened to them before, but it's because it's something that they aspire to do. Just as much as there's songs like, you know, you talk about how you lost your woman and your dog ran away in country music, bro. People people feel that like because it's happened to them you. before. <laughs> <laughs> it's happened to them before. So there's different ways music. that people associate with music, you know. So you yeah. can't just say that because they rap about bitches and money and all that. It's not good music and people shouldn't listen to it. No, I'm not saying that. You know, I was going to say, because like, if you pulled up like a Heartbreak Country song, like mm-hmm. dude talking about it. Achy, yeah. Heart. No, not like <laughs> that, but like a real deep song. You would, I can feel that because right. I feel heartbreak. Right? Like if you pull up, I'm taking my boots off, throwing my fucking beer on my coaster. <laughs> Baby, lock them doors and turn them locks yeah, down. down low. I can't. <laughs> Because <laughs> I don't got a knob on my life. It's a switch. <laughs> and, like, and the thing about country music, though, you guys know Blake Shelton. Yeah. He's the kind of guy he can write anything and people will listen to it, bro. You know his song Chew Tobacco? Chew Tobacco. Chew Bro. And you just give it over <laughs> People loved that shit, bro. It was trash. <laughs> it was. It was kind of trash. You, I mean, know? you know, trash is a valid term. Like you just said, or as a uh, lucid term. I mean, you just said people love that shit, bro. Yeah. I mean, do love it, any of the people at the table had a bop that has gotten as big as any song. Like Shelton's no. out. No. <laughs> for me, and I know that too. So is it really fair for us to sit here around this table and just be like, Nah, man, that shit's trash. No, like, I don't think and I won't say that because, like, I respect all music regardless. Exactly. Because I have a question for each and every single person at this table: What would life be without music? Everywhere? life would be quiet. And I ask myself this every single time I go to record. We wouldn't. Why would I? Where we are exactly. None of us would be sitting I at could, this table right now. I can now. guarantee you, right we now, we wouldn't be where we are as a society. There wouldn't be cars driving on the road. No, because ever since men. Before man accomplished the wheel, he hit a rock to a rhythm. 
and was creative. He drew on the walls of a cave. They made art. Art is what separates us from other animals. Like, I'm not exactly religious. I don't know what's out there. I don't know if we got a soul or something. But what I do know for a fact is that there is a difference between us and a dog or a squirrel or a bird or something because we make a level of art that no animals right. who are close to as intelligent as us, like apes and stuff. You don't see them really making well, art. I mean, well, here, well, let me stop you there because elephants, for example, are entirely recorded to play music. They're, they paint pictures. And, and they, they've been stuff. progressed to and that, to. Just like humans where our brains evolved. A trick. It's a that's not, trick. I'm, not, I'm not saying it's not fair for you to say that, but necessarily, like I know it was a movie, but realistically, The Hunger Games, Mockingjay, whenever she was whistling to the birds and they were whistling back, birds communicate in ways that humans communicate with others Here's through music as well. Music's all around us. Animals make music, but they make sounds. We're the ones who interpret it as yes. music. And that's just them communicating. Just like, exactly. we can commu just like artists can communicate to the younger youth as well. I don't think that... Uh, like any animal, even like the birds who make the stuff or they do the dance, I don't think they're doing that for the intentions that we do for, because we just do that. Yeah, there's no other benefit to it. Oh, yeah, I, think, I, I think this has been a really good podcast. Let's go ahead and wrap it up here because people have other stuff to do. Oh, you don't have to wrap it up. I was... No, it's cool. We've been talking for over an hour now. We have plenty of content. Really? Yeah, I think wow. uh, oh, I was enjoying that a lot. Yeah, I, I think we should save stuff for the next episode of Music. Oh, yeah, for sure. I'm next time, you guys are gonna rap to me playing the piano. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'm gonna actually go back. You know me on Facebook? I don't. Aunt Tony Tall, man. Either you, you know me. It's on actually Facebook. Anthony Tall. It is he Anthony shares, Tall. He shares the best shit, dude. For Thank sure, you. he's got the I better. Not see no juice. You guys, you guys, 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 sorry if it hurts you. Talk about your names, your band name, where people can find you one more time before we head out of here. Go ahead, Tony. All right. Uh, you can't find me anywhere, but you will be able to find me on YouTube, Spotify, hopefully, because it's actually, I looked into it, it's actually not as hard as you guys think you should think about it. Uh, and, uh, you know, just some other places, uh, there'll be a Facebook page. Honestly, as far as the, we were going to, like, come out, the band even existed with the album. I mean, a big drop thing, but I guess I came on this. So anybody that knows this, <laughs> I'd like got to have the rest of your band come on too and talk. You know, there's yeah. Well, first we gotta find a bass player before the album. All right, out, Thaddeus, go ahead. Uh, Thaddeusozo, SoundCloud, same thing. Instagram, same thing as well. Oh, King OBO. It's a uh, King and then O period B period L. Uh, you can find me on YouTube and SoundCloud. Instagram is King Hill Figure. Uh, I don't know the Twitter. Yeah. All right. Well, hey, thanks for hey, coming on, you guys. Uh, my name's Hayden Loudenback. This was the Unnamed Podcast and a wonderful episode of Music Talk. Hope you guys will join us next time. Uh, thanks for being here. All right. So that was a little bit of a riot. I had a good time, and I think these other guys had a great time, too. Um, I'm just going to one more time go over their names. We have Thai Zozo, uh, who you can find on SoundCloud. We have King OBL, who you can also find on SoundCloud. And then we have Anthony Tall, who you can only currently find on Facebook, but his band Nico will be releasing an album very, very soon. If you enjoyed this podcast and this episode of Music Talk and you would like to find yourself on an episode, uh, I encourage you to find me on Facebook under Hayden Loudback, or you can send me a live voice message through anchor.fm. Thanks for joining us.